recorded. And welcome to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we are broadcasting live from the AM950 radio station that overlooks beautiful Bryant Lake Regional Park, located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I am so grateful to be here with you today, and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you and your loved ones improve and enjoy your quality of life. I want to thank all of you that leave messages on our radio show phone line. We appreciate hearing from you. And we welcome your comments, questions, and topics for future shows. Also, if you are interested in being a guest on our radio show, please call or text us at 612-999-3400. You can also contact us on our website at livinghealthyradio.com. There you can find information about upcoming guests as well as listen to our previous shows. We look forward to hearing from you. We are adding new listeners to the show each week, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. You can find podcasts for all of our radio shows on the AM950 radio website And we can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other podcasts and streaming services. You can also watch our broadcast live on the radio station's Facebook page at AM950 Radio. We have another great show for you today. Joining me in a few minutes will be Joan Soames, a retired emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience. And she is here today to to share ways that will help make our driving a little safer. Joan has received a grant from the Minnesota Department of Transportation Office and Traffic Safety to improve the safety of aging drivers across the state, as well as to decrease the number of crashes, injuries, and deaths involving her fellow seniors. Joan has been working with the law enforcement and seniors for over three years, and she'll describe some of the ways aging affects our driving skills and actions we can take to counteract those changes. She will talk about a cognitive screening tool that law enforcement and anyone else can use to identify when a driver of any age is not safe to get behind the wheel and options to consider when you are concerned about someone's driving due to physical or thinking capability. That of course sometimes happens with aging. Joan is a member of the Minnesota Emergency Nurses Association, whose website contains a safe driving page and a list of many resources related to older driver safety, and that can be found at minnesotaena.com. Once again, minnesotaechonovemberalpha.com. All right, we have... um, if you have any questions, um, there's there's two ways to reach us. First, you can call the radio station, AM950, and our friendly show engineer, Dan, will get your call on the air. That number is 952-946-6205, or you can directly text us your question at 612-999-3426. Once again, call us at 952-946-6205, 
or text us at 612-999-3426. Now, don't worry. If you miss those numbers, I'll repeat them throughout the show. Also, please do not wait till the show has ended to call or text us your questions. We often receive many of the same questions after the show has ended. If you have a question, many others do as well, and we are looking forward to hearing from you today. We received several calls uh, this last week regarding a previous show with Dr. Inel Rosario, president of Andros ENT and Sleep Center and Enhanced MD Body and Skin Clinic. She's a board-certified uh, uh, doctor in head and neck surgery and sleep medicine and otolaryngology. She has been named numerous times as one of Minnesota Monthly's Best Doctors for Women, and uh, her clinics are located in Invergrove Heights and Roseville, Minnesota. And uh, if you have any questions about the great topics we talked about on our last show, please give her a call at her clinic, 651-888-7800, or visit her online at androsent-sleep.com. Or listen to our podcast with Dr. Roselle, uh, Dr. Inel Rosario and from Andros ENT Sleep. All right, I want to welcome my guest for today's show. Excited to have her back. She was with us last year, and uh, we had a lot of great conversation about how do we help keep our seniors safe uh, when they're on the roads. And uh, I want to welcome Joan Soames to the show today. Welcome, Joan, for being here. Thanks, Ken, and thanks for having me back again. It's fun to be here. Yeah, and uh, it's just so timely. We just, uh, I mean... As you and I were talking before the, the show started, we just hear about on the news uh, tragic car accidents and things that are happening to people that are that are seniors. And as as we know, the senior population is growing. Yep, we sure are. <laughs> and uh, and you know, the concern that that uh, that or just maybe the highlight that uh, the Minnesota Department of Demographics has is that for the first time in our history. We're going to have more people 65 and older than we do 18 and younger. Exactly and, right. And, and, I mean, really, the population demographics are shifting quite substantially here. And so this is such a timely topic um, to help make sure people stay safe. I mean, it's, you know, we were talking about numbers before the show started. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's shocking when you look at, you know, 43,000 people a year die in the U.S. in car accidents. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, I don't know, 1.6 million people uh, have accidents. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just the numbers are phenomenal. You, you almost can't even grasp it. Um, and so anything we can do to help our, our population, both younger and older drivers, exactly. be exactly. safer. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, listen, everyone loves to hear a bit about your background. Um, any guests I have on the show, uh, people always want, want to know, well, what's their background and, and uh, maybe what, what inspired you to be an emergency room nurse? And then, of course, what inspired you I mean, you're so passionate about what you do on helping. You, know, you, you have many things that you do, which is we could have two shows on that. But um, just tell us about what's, <laughs> what's inspired you to pursue this great passion of yours. Well, the emergency department, like you said, I worked in the emergency department for 40 years mm -hmm. and just really enjoyed working there. It's such a variety of different patients to take care of. You didn't have to take care of them for a long time, but you got to take care of them in their worst moments. Mm -hmm. And many times you were able to have a really good outcome with that. As far as the older driver, 
Uh, it kind of probably started because I was working at St. Joe's Hospital in downtown St. Paul, where a lot of our patients tended to be senior citizens mm. and learn that, number one, they weren't all just cooped up in their houses, but out there very active. I think I shared mm. the story that one of the first patients that I went out to get was the 80-year-old that had broken his wrist sliding into base. And it was like, oh my gosh, I guess there is life after 75. And I'm heading that way really very quickly. Uh, we were lucky enough, or I was lucky enough when I retired to get involved with the Towards Zero Death organization, oh, which yeah. is an organization in Minnesota that's working to decrease the number of deaths on our highways. And there was a grant available if someone was willing to do the grant work to look at how we could decrease older drivers' injuries and deaths. And we actually call them crashes as opposed to accidents because mm -hmm. accidents implies you can't prevent it. And the reality of it is a lot of the crashes are preventable if we know how they happened and what they do. And ultimately, the Emergency Nurses Association, because we're a 501c3, was able to apply for and receive the grant. It's I've now received it for the fourth time, wow. and we'll work on it Great. for the next uh, through October. And ultimately, my goal is to do two things. One is to make that older driver that's on the road right now driving and not driving well be recognized as that is, is unsafe, and law enforcement needs to say rather than, oh, well, we'll just let them keep going because it reminds me of my grandma or my grandpa, mm -hmm. uh, they get them to a safe place. But the other part now, especially the COVID is done or mostly done, mm -hmm. is getting out and talking with the seniors about ways that they could make themselves safer, safer out there on the roads. So talking about different opportunities, uh, car fit is one of them. Uh, and we can talk a little bit more about that as well, uh, just exercises they can do, things that they can do that can make their trip safer. And I'll use this as an example. Last night, it's like, yeah, um, and so I'll admit to everybody, I'm 70 years old. So I'm in the age where we're actually kind of not always necessarily good when we're, we're driving out there. But I went online and I Googled where the station was again, and I actually followed the map to see where it was that I needed to go so that I refamiliarized myself with where I was driving. Mm -hmm. And there are little things like that that sometimes maybe you call them a crutch to do better, but ultimately makes you safer. Uh, another example might be my friend and I always get together for lunch about once a month. We used to get together for dinner. Now we get together for lunch oh. because we drive better in the daytime yeah. than we do in the evening. So little things like that, when you give those hints to seniors, they are very appreciative of it. The test that you were talking about for law enforcement, the DOSI screen. Oh, yeah. We talked about it a little bit last time. Yeah. I know people had a lot of questions about that. Yeah, I'm glad we'll, you brought that up. We'll talk about that a little bit yeah. more. But the very interesting thing that we're learning is COVID is causing the same cognitive impairment in all ages, not just your senior driver. So law enforcement is finding that this screening tool is not only useful for seniors, Mm. But they're also using it on anyone that when they pull them over, if they're getting a feeling that they're confused, mm -hmm. they will go through this screening tool as well. So um, 
lots of different things, mm -hmm. lots of different ways to go with this. Uh, my advisor for the grant compared it to eating an elephant. He said, you eat it one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And I, I keep chomping new bites. I mean, first it was law enforcement and then it was, it was the senior drivers. Uh, last week, I actually got to spend time with EMS, which is emergency medical services. Yeah. So the people who drive the ambulances or take care of people and share with them the screening tool as well so that if for some reason they get called, they recognize if someone is too confused to be driving. And there is actually some evidence that shows us who is too confused to safely drive. So. Well, the other thing, um, and we can talk about this too later, but um, people on medications, it, you can, can have it's you no know, temporary experience of confusion, and mm -hmm. we see that in our practice quite a bit. Um, so we can touch on that as well. So many things to talk about, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> the music is cueing us out here. Um, it's time for a short break, folks. We will be right back to continue our conversation with Joan Soames, a retired emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience, and she's here today to talk about ways to help make our driving a little safer. Uh, if you have a question for Joan, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about ways to improve your health and quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Joan Soames, one of my favorite guests. She has got so much information, and she's a delight to talk to. She is a retired emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience, and she's here today to share ways that we can help make our driving a little safer, especially for our older loved ones. And we're talking about how aging affects our driving skills and actions we can take to counteract those changes, including the use of a cognitive screening tool that law enforcement or anybody else can use uh, to help identify when a driver of any age is not safe to get behind the wheel. And options to consider when you are concerned about someone's driving due to physical or thinking capability that is sometimes seen with aging. If you have a question for Joan, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or you can text us your question at 612-999-3426. Okay, Joan, now, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, is it is it best to just go through a website, or is, is there any, I mean, I'm sure people, people that listen to the show are always looking to see, have guests come to their senior center or guests come to their communities or yeah. campus. Is there a way to get a hold of you? Because I am I had that question last time you were on the, on oh, the show. Oh, okay. Um, how do we get a hold of Joan? I want to have her present at uh, a luncheon or at something. How cool is that? Um, I have my regular email. I don't know if that's something you want to give up. Or okay. um, I do have an email address that I use for law enforcement. Okay, whatever you're comfortable with. And I just, I they know could that email me there. Are, are, I'm starting to get texts here, I think. Sure. That, oh, okay. uh, yeah, just how do we get a hold of Joan? So. How do we get a hold? Okay, so if they put in a D-R-I-V-E-O-R-I-E-N-T-E-D 
at gmail.com. Or driver oriented? Driver oriented. Driver oriented. Driver oriented at gmail.com. At gmail. Perfect. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll yeah. mention that throughout the show here. Yeah. So people, I if they want to right get, <laughs> get a hold of you, but they can always call the station. Hey, I was going to say, yeah, they, they can they call get a hold you and then you'll forward and, it to and, me. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I'm trying to remember if there's a way to get a hold of me on the ENA website. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, if they contacted the president who's, oh. who's contact us, he could forward it to yeah, me as yeah. well. So, okay. okay. Oh, I do know there's a, there is a sneaky way to get a hold of me. Um. My email is on the education page. So if they were to go under injury, prevention, mm-hmm. exactly, and if they went education, education, and, education practice. and practice, I think my regular email is on there somewhere because I do a lot of education. <laughs> yes, I, I know. It's, it's, it, we're grateful to have you here today with all the busy things you have going on uh, in life. Yeah, there's just there's just so much on this website. It's amazing. Yeah. I really encourage people to just a lot of great great information on minnesotaena.com and that's the Emergency Nurses Association. Exactly, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. great information. Um, all right, well, let's keep you going here because okay. there's so much information we want to uh, talk about here. Um, okay, so we we're talking about the um, uh, just a general state of our our environmental situation mm-hmm. with with people getting older. We're aging. Yep. Uh, the population is growing, and we need to take some steps here because we find that a lot of times, uh, as you were discussing earlier, as we're going through the data and we start pulling things out as to you know age and circumstances and that kind of thing, there's a growing percentage of accidents and injuries and deaths attributed to older drivers. Mm-hmm. So these are drivers that are not reckless. They're not... No, they you know, generally not, tend to you know, be the safest. They're not partying and, and yeah. maybe you know, driving yeah. under the influence. There. And so it's really a, a concerning statistic. Well, and the really funny thing to me, and maybe it's not funny, but the unusual thing to me is that if you look at how they put the statistics out, often what they do is put the number of deaths or fatalities based on 100,000 people. So that number actually looks like it's going down because the number of baby boomers is going up. So when you look at the physical number, the actual people that are dying, instead of the percentage of them that are dying, Mm -hmm. the actual numbers are going up because there's more of us out there. Mm -hmm. It just percentage-wise looks less. And as we were sharing, as I was coming into the studio this this afternoon, uh, one of the things that is sad to me is the number, just in Minnesota, if you look at the number of fatalities on Minnesota roadways last year in 2022, I can get the fatalities, I can't get the injuries yet. But the number of fatalities, if you looked at how many people over the age of 60 died compared to the number in total, one out of every three fatalities last year on Minnesota roads was a person over the age of 60. And to me, that's someone's grandma or grandpa. It's my mother. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's me <laughs> because I'm over the age of 60. But right. it, it was close to, um, I want to say like 129 last year. Don't quote me on that yeah, number. Right. But it was about that number yeah. of people in Minnesota over the age of 60 that died. Wow. That's mm. a lot of grandparents. Boy, no kidding. And 
I think on average in Minnesota, it's about one per day that someone dies. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 350 mm-hmm. or 60 deaths a year. Yeah, it was 488 so, last year. Oh, was it really? Okay, I was looking, <laughs> I, I was looking at the 2020 information yeah. that you had sent. You know, 2020, oh, everything was down. In 2020, yeah, 20, right. we were all hunkered at right. home. We were, yeah. Right, locked down. And so, yeah. okay. So I'm just, again, it's even getting... It's, it's, it's going back up. We yeah, watched. Right. We watched. It was um, the older driver was going up as far as fatalities, and then it went way down in 2020, and now we're actually no. seeing it go back up again. Wow. And it's like, yeah. oh, wow. We just well, need to do stuff to be more careful sure. out there. And, and you know what I've heard too, um, um, seniors that get a new car. Hmm. There's so much technology in the cars now. They know navigation and lights and blinkers and warning. You know, they almost drive themselves. But it's there's just I think sometimes I'm what I'm hearing from some seniors is that it's confusing. I mean, uh-huh. there's just so much technology in these cars now for safety reasons. But, exactly. But the the lights and the sounds and everything they're distracting. Even, right, right, and even the navigation. Mm-hmm. They think, okay, I'll I'll, I'll watch the navigation. But they're, they're, they're in their mind, they're constantly kind of interpreting the, the navigation. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know the younger driver is kind of used to. You know, MapQuest and, and yeah. Google Map and all, all these things, um, where I think sometimes the, the seniors just are kind of overwhelmed by these safety features exactly. that are there for their, their benefit, but they can be overwhelming sometimes, exactly. too. Exactly. And there are classes out there. I, I'm trying to remember which company without, you know, promoting companies, but there are places that are offering classes on the tech in your vehicle. And oh, so if, if yeah. you have someone who has purchased a new vehicle, I would highly recommend they take that class and not just take the three-minute, here's all the different buttons for your cars. I bought a new car two years ago, and it, he gave me my instructions in two minutes. And <laughs> basically, because I don't read manuals, I have no idea. All I know is that my car every so often tells me that it's really cold out and it, there might be ice on the road. Right. It also every so often tells me that I need to think about taking a break, and I still haven't figured out what I'm doing wrong to t- have my car tell me to take a break. But that technology, if they if the person learns how to use it, yeah. absolutely, it does make them safer. But even the basics, I mean, making sure that they are fitted in their car correctly. Right. We talked about it last time, yes. Right. There was make sure their seats up high enough. Exactly. That they're close enough mm-hmm. to the wheel, but not so close that if the airbag goes off, that it causes injuries to them. Making sure oh, that their seatbelt is put on correctly underneath, and in, in unless they're skinny, if if they have a belly bulge like I do, you wear it under your belly bulge, oh. not over it. But things like just making sure your vehicle is correctly adjusted to provide as much protection as possible for you because vehicles are built that way to mm-hmm. protect us. Right. And if the airbag goes off, it's even better. But if we don't use that technology, and unfortunately many of our seniors are bad about wearing seatbelts because they don't fit right, right and they don't have their seat correctly or they don't adjust correctly. Uh, one of the things we see when we do the car fit clinics frequently is when the wife comes in, the seat is really wrong for her. Well, it's because that's how it's set for her husband, and she won't fix it for her. But if she's got it fit correctly for her, she is going to be safer. So little things like that can make all the difference. We're going to talk more about Carfix because there's so many things I want to talk to you about there. Mm-hmm. But um, we've got to take a quick break here. Um, we'll be right back to continue our conversation, fascinating conversation with Joan Soames, a retired 
emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience. So we're talking to somebody who knows about these things. And uh, we ask that you give us a call. If you have a question for Joan, call us 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you're listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about ways to improve your health and quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Joan Soames, a retired emergency room nurse. I bet you've got some stories that you could share with us uh, with 40 years of experience in the ER. And she's here today to talk about ways to keep people out of the ER uh, by helping make our driving a little safer. We are talking about how aging affects our driving skills and actions we can take to counteract those changes, including the use of a cognitive screening tool that law enforcement and anybody else can use to help identify when a driver of any age is not safe to get behind the wheel. And options to consider when you are concerned about someone's driving due to physical or thinking capability that is sometimes seen with aging, but really, all ages. And we'll talk about that here in this segment. If you have a question for Joan, please give us a call 952-946-6205 or text us your question at 612-999-3426. Okay, before we return to our conversation with Joan, I want to mention this radio show is brought to you in part each week by Minnesota Hospice. Minnesota Hospice is a locally owned independent medical practice serving our Twin Cities communities with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. The team at Minnesota Hospice has been providing patients and families with award-winning end-of-life health care services. Hospice brings compassionate medical, social, emotional, and spiritual services right to your home with typically no cost to you or your family. Please do not wait to learn how hospice care can benefit you and your loved ones. Their patients and families often mention that they wish they would have known sooner about the amazing benefits of hospice care. If you have questions regarding hospice care or support, please contact the caring team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. They are available to answer your questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their phone number is 952-898-1022. Once again, 952-898-1022. Or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right, let's continue our conversation with Joan Soames. This is so fascinating. I'm so lucky I get a chance to talk to her off the air, and she is so full of information and, uh, and a, lot, a lot of fun talk. Um, but let's just make sure that, that listeners know how to get a hold of you if they have questions or, or want to see if you're available to speak at a you know, local function or something. What was that email address that you'd uh, recommend they send okay. your inquiry for? <laughs> we kind of went through and said there's actually two that are almost identical. If you put in drive or driver-oriented, O-R-I-E-N-T-E-D, at gmail.com, I check both of those. And the reason there's two is because somebody misspelled 
the address the first time and sent it out to 100 law enforcement agents. <laughs> and I, it was like, you just sent out the wrong address. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm an ear nurse. We fixed up. Right. I just applied for and got right. that new address. And so now I check both of them every day. All so right. either drive-oriented or driver-oriented at gmail.com. Perfect. We'll get them we'll to We'll get me. you to you. All right. <laughs> well, that I'm sure be a great relief for people. Um, all right. Well, we wanted to talk about this dosi, um, uh, which is what seven questions, right? Nine. Or nine questions. Nine. Oh, well, geez. Well, it's it depends upon how you want to put it. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, okay. But but this is a way that we can use amongst ourselves, our families, our friends, yeah. if, we're, if we're concerned that there may be um, a, a you know potential temporary issue with confusion that may impact their ability to drive and, and also law enforcement. You've, you've been teaching law enforcement uh-huh. how to use this for, for several years. So let's talk about that um, so that people maybe can feel comfortable sharing that with their family or their loved ones. Okay. Well, well first of all, um, anybody who's been into their doctor lately knows that they're doing getting a cognitive assessment. When their doctor yeah. says to them or their nurse practitioner says, remember these three things, which I failed. The last time I was in, just going to say, I can remember two of the three. But law enforcement wanted something a little bit more specific. And I was able, when I first got the grant, to find an evidence-based screening tool that could be used at the roadside. Because what they wanted was something that was very quick, but it gave them like a number. It's just like when they have them walk the line mm-hmm. to see if they can do this correctly. They wanted something that was very objective. And this test that was developed out in California by the University of California, San Diego, ultimately asks essentially nine questions. It depends upon how you want to interpret the last question. And I'll just read what they are. The first one is, what is your date of birth? And most people can remember that pretty well. The second question is, what is your full home address? And what you'll find is frequently as we get older and become less and less cognitively capable, we remember our old address, but not our current address. And this is often where they pick up the person who is confused. You know, that's a good point because we see that too, is that they lived someplace for Mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50 years, and they've recently moved or, you know, just maybe Mm -hmm. the last year or two. And you're right. The muscle memory brings them back to the old address. address. And, and, you know, I mean, it's just, again, kind of muscle memory. It's a force of habit almost. Well, that's why I say I'm really safe because I've lived in the same house for 50 years. (laughs) Well, you can't move now. (laughs) I can't move now. Exactly. The um, the next question that, and they don't have to ask these in order. But what they do is they kind of work them in is what state are we in? What city or town are we in without looking at their watch? And I think they need to adjust this one to without looking at your cell phone. What time is it within about an hour or so? Mm -hmm. What day of the week it is? And then what is the date? And this is seven to nine is they need to know the the day, the uh, date, and the month. I mean, what is the month, the day, and the year? And you go, oh, okay, I don't usually know what the date is. I have no clue. I'm retired. You know, I have all kinds of jobs, but I'm retired. I don't always know. But the key to this was is then they came up with a screening number. So as long as you can answer one or two of those questions, or all but one or two of those questions correctly, 
if, if you're answering most of them correctly, you're still cognitively aware enough to be driving safely. And it has to do, what they measured was how well they could absorb road information. So what's going on around the vehicle? Do they recognize uh, the stoplight, the street signs? Where am I? Do I know what I'm doing? Um, and as long as they were getting all but one or two uh, correct, they're safe to continue to drive. The problem is once they start getting three or four of those answers um, mm -hmm. wrong, it's like, hmm, are they confused as to what's going on? And I'll use as a good example, I don't like to drive downtown St. Paul or Minneapolis anymore because it's just too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask me where I was right now, I could maybe tell you I was next to the XL Energy Center. Mm -hmm. But what, you know, where I am exactly and maybe if I got out of the situation, especially if there's road construction. I'm going to tell you road construction in Minnesota right, <laughs> right there. It'll make them confused. But you'll often find that when they get out there, they just don't know those answers, and they make clear later. So that's one of the key things to remember is that you get them safe right now. So law enforcement is told if they're getting um, many of the answers wrong to get them to safety rather than saying, oh, you got everything right except for these two. You don't know that today's the 23rd of March. Mm -hmm. um, Today's 23rd of March. You can keep driving. You know everything else. Right. But um, if you now don't know what city you're in, as well that it's 19, no, it's 2023, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, maybe right. they need to get them to safety. If they are getting five or more answers wrong, mm -hmm. that's probably not a confusion at the moment situation. It's probably somebody who's always confused. And you might say, well, everybody would always know all of these answers. The reality of it is... They don't. And the, the further into dementia someone gets, mm -hmm. the less they can give you these answers. And you might say, well, then how do they get in the vehicle and drive? Well, as you mentioned, yeah. muscle memory. Muscle memory yeah. We have the muscle memory to get out into our car. And I remember when COVID was bad. Yeah. I, um, I went out to my car for the first time in several weeks to go someplace because I had been hunkered down. And I got in the car, and the first thing I thought was, how do I start this sucker? <laughs> and I have a key that I put in. So all I really had to do was I just blanked my mind and let my hand do the work because my muscle memory knew how to start the car. But we can get the car started. We can get it into reverse, and we can get it out of the driveway. And as long as the road is just the way the road always is, but if suddenly you come across somebody that pulls out in front of you or there's bicyclists on the side of the road or there's road construction, they start to get confused and they don't, their executive function goes to heck. Yeah. And they don't know how to handle the situation and they freeze. Mm -hmm. And that's where often they start making those errors and they can't adjust and ultimately, that's when law enforcement starts to see what's going on. There's an excellent video that shows uh, an older driver who is being, the dosis being done yeah. on them by a law enforcement person. And it was just amazing. The man truly thought it was Monday that he was going to go play bingo, that he was on Highway 77 in California, and that he lived at, and it turned out none of those things are right. Wow. It was really Tuesday. Bingo was yesterday. Uh, he was not even in the right state. Wow. And but he was very confident, though. He was very confident. <laughs> very and, persuasive. And the thing is, they're very good at hiding this. Yeah. And that's where the challenge is for those of us who have an older adult that we're, you know, in love with, I guess, is the best way yeah, to put it. Right. I mean, there are loved ones, and they're really good at hiding it, and we're often, we put blinders on to ignore it. 
to keep them as independent as possible. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge. Um, I, I know that one of my friends was telling me that her dad would get lost going from the living room to the bathroom just because of his dementia right. was so bad. And yet when his driver's license came due during COVID, they could reapply for licenses online. And so she did it for him. And he could still keep his driver's license. And that's that's hard because it's like, unless DVS knows, mm -hmm. uh, DVS, I shouldn't throw right out now. initials. <laughs> What's that mean? Um, driver vehicular yes. services, unless yeah. they know someone is too confused to be driving, they just keep reissuing the license. Yeah. And they will help if someone has a concern about a, an older adult. Mm -hmm. They can actually retest that person for you or ask to have them retested, they can pull the license. Okay. But And you, it doesn't have to be when the license is due. It can be at any point along the line. There's a way to reach them through DVS and have them uh, evaluated. There is also um, occupational therapy groups. The driver rehab specialist mm. can help with assessing how well that older driver is. So it's not like we have to take it all on our own, right. but sometimes it's just that initial recognition and where DOSI comes in handy is sometimes if a law enforcement officer pulls someone over and finds that they're not doing well, um, ultimately that's like the red flag that gets the push started. And oh, and by the way, if they're getting five or more questions wrong, what law enforcement has been instructed to do is to not allow that older driver back behind the wheel uh, get a hold of family or someone to come and get them, take them to safety. And sometimes they do end up in the ER because they don't know what else to do. And that's one of the reasons I ended up getting EMS involved because oh, sure. they were calling the ambulance to say, this person is too confused to drive. And and the EMS people are going, how do I write that on the report? Right. And what do I tell the ER? Because right. the ER is going, they're too confused to drive. How am I going to fix that? Right. You know, type of a thing. So it it becomes an interesting problem, but at least it gets them to safety right now. And that's what my whole goal is, right. is to get them to safety. Well, and also the rest of the family, too, that they need mm -hmm. to be considering some of these things that we're talking about here as well. And the other people on the road, too. Right, right. Because they could crash into them. Exactly. <laughs> All right, folks, it's time for a short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Joan Soames a amazing retired emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience is here today to share ways that will help make our driving a little safer. If you have a question for Joan, please give us a call. This is the last segment coming up, folks, 952-946-6205, or you can text us your question at 612-999-3426. I'm Ken Hagland, and you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about ways to improve your health and quality of life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Joan Soames, a retired emergency room nurse with 40 years of experience, and she's here today to share ways that will help make our driving a little safer. And we've talked about things like the DOSI uh, 
uh, test that anybody can give. Uh, it's a screening tool to help uh, find out if people are safe to get behind the wheel. And we'll, we'll talk about that just for a second here before we move on. But if you have a question for Joan, this is the last segment of the show, folks. 952-946-6205. Or you can text us at 612-999-3426. And... I'm seeing that people are texting asking how to get a hold of you again. So, so if you were to give out those two email addresses again, um, that would be helpful. Okay. So you could put in drive, D-R-I-V-E, or driver, D-R-I-V-E-R, oriented, O-R-I-E-N-T-E-D, at gmail.com. Right. Either one will work. All right. So so drive orientated is one less one less letter. One less letter. Yep. Drive oriented. Drive oriented versus oriented. driver oriented, but they'll both get to her, and she checks yeah. those every day. Yeah. So if you have any uh, questions, or you know, a lot of you um, uh, are involved with communities and campuses and things, um, she is always open to speaking to a group of people. In fact, she's being flown out to Seattle <laughs> to be on a panel, and I mean, she's very bu- she's retired, but she's very busy. Um, so anyway. Uh, that's great. All right, last segment here. I, I do want to just loop back on that DOSI just to make sure people understand what DOSI stands for. Oh, yeah, it, it's a mouthful. It's drive a D-O, Driver Orientation Screen for Cognitive Impairment. Okay, and it's abbreviated D-O-S-C-I. Yeah, D-O-S-C-I. So if you're, if you're looking for that, because um, those nine questions, again, are very, very helpful, um, you can just look up DOSI. If they look up DOSI, they'll probably get the one that was published by the University of California. Okay. That is going to look a little bit different than the questions I had. This, the questions are the same, but they incorporated several uh, different languages into it, oh, and they had some different sure. screening things in it. They also have a, a little bit different rule in California related to an expedited screening with uh, Department of Vehicular Services than in Minnesota. Ours, someone actually has to report them. So what law enforcement has been asked, if they find someone who fails the dosi, in, in addition to taking them to someplace safe, right. they're also asked to complete that form. And some are really good at filling it out. Mm-hmm. Others are not. Um, but there is the request for examination of driver, and anyone can fill that form out uh, from mm-hmm. family to law enforcement. As a healthcare provider, I can certainly do that. One of the things that happens with healthcare providers is that if we fill out that form and the driver asks DVS who turned them in, they release that name. Whereas if family turns them in, that name is not released. That name is kept confidential. And by law, the physician's name is kept confidential as well in Minnesota. So there is a resource out there if Someone wants to get help related to an older driver not driving well. And it's not just uh, cognitive impairment. It's also physical impairments. One of the other screens that's out there is the timed up and walk and turn test. And it's how quickly can you get out of your chair, walk 10 feet, turn around, and go back to a chair. And sometimes I think I probably fail that one too because I kind of <laughs> teeter out of my chair. But it has to do with how easily you can move. Because one of the things we, we're learning is just our physical uh, stiffness and non-flexibility, I guess is the best way to put it, puts it at risk for being in crashes because we can't look over our shoulders to see who's coming. Um, Looking left and right when we're approaching intersections, uh, our reaction time 
is slower. In fact, there was a recent study that showed that those over age 60 had an eight-second longer reaction time to in-car technology, so like your phone mm -hmm. or uh, beeping from your, your uh, vehicle. It took them eight seconds longer than a millennial just mm -hmm. because of the amount of time to process that information mm -hmm. that was coming out of that technology. And so when I, when I give that wow. talk, I found a really cool older driver with a phone in their hand and somebody getting hit by them when they were driving. Probably not a cool picture. And I'm sure it was was staged, but it was true because right. ultimately it takes us longer to react and process information. So wow. Eight seconds on the freeway, that's a long that's period of time. That's a long time. That you could, I mean, yeah. you know, that you're I don't know how many football fields that is, but yeah, you it's can a, It's cause. a long ways, I'm sure. It is, wow. yeah, exactly. Well, we've only got a couple minutes left here, unfortunately. We want to touch on those seven oh, things because I, I want to make sure because you're a, a famous YouTube uh, presenter here. <laughs> you Folks, you can find her on YouTube under Safe Driving for Older Drivers. Safe Driving for Older Drivers. She has a present or she does a uh, it's a like a panel with another, a police officer, right? Well, it was it was Deputy uh, Tom. He was a Dakota County Sheriff okay. who has now retired. Also, he and I did a YouTube that talked about the four things that put it put us at risk when we're driving, yeah. and it was cognitive changes. It was our physical changes that go along with aging. It's the medicines that we take, and we talked about that a little bit earlier, as well as just some of our medical conditions put us at risk as we're driving. But there were seven things that we came up with that we could do to make us a little bit safer. And one of them was simply planning ahead, uh, knowing where you're going to go, what you're going to do, asking ourselves, am I safe to drive right now? Have I got medications on board or alcohol on board? Or we even were talking earlier about cannabis mm -hmm. on board mm -hmm. that we were using. Is that going to affect my driving? And many medications, including cannabis and alcohol, do affect our driving ability. Maybe we're not safe. And it may even actually be our attitude about going out there. Um, how good are our, our muscles? Do we have strong enough muscles to actually drive? And are we exercising those muscles? And I know a lot of people say, oh, I exercise all the time. But are they the driving muscles or are they other muscles? So there are certain ones that you need for driving. Um, limit your distractions. Uh, that may mean driving without the baseball game on. It may be driving with your phone tucked away so that you don't know what's going on. It may not be having 16 people nattering in your ears type of a thing. But we do know that we're easily overwhelmed as we age and we need to limit our distractions. Make sure that we have our, our car correctly adjusted, our steering wheel, our car seat, our mirrors. Car fit is a yeah. perfect example of that. And I use a lot of car fit examples when I talk about safety. Properly using our seat belts is the other thing to make sure we have it on and make sure we have it correctly on. And then just, um, I know I already mentioned, um, is it safe to drive now? We talked about medications. Uh, it's kind of like medications was on there too, as well as that, how is our um, attitude? Are we going out there to be safe? Or are we going out there going, I'm old and I know how to drive and I don't need to pay attention to anybody else because I own the road. So <laughs> we need to take some ownership of being safer out there and recognize there's things we can do. Wonderful. Joan, thank you so much for being here today. We could talk another hour on, on these <laughs> things here. No, it's just, it's just fascinating. We are nearing the end of the show, folks. I want to thank Joan Soames for being here. She is an emergency, a retired emergency room nurse of 40 years, and she's seen it all. And uh, we just really appreciate you, Joan, being here. And to contact Joan, it's driver-oriented. Oriented. Uh, driver-oriented. 
at gmail.com. Yeah. Driver oriented. Yep. Okay, and then you can see her on YouTube at Safe Driving for Older Drivers. <laughs> My Dakota County TZD right, <laughs> right. video. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any information or questions you would like to have regarding today's conversation. I want to say thank you so much, and thank you for listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. We talk about your health and your life. Until next time, choose to live well.